Yo. Look at that fucking loser. Yeah, I don't know, man. He doesn't look too happy. Yo, fuck's sake! Is that your sister's shirt or Dude, what? You're such a dick. What do you mean? I'm gonna go talk to him. Hey, man. Don't look so excited. I'm sorry my friend's a dick. We're having some people over tonight. How would you feel about coming over? So what did that weird guy say? I don't want to talk about it. Fucking assholes, man. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Johnny Salami Podcast. Today's guest, uh, another one of my childhood best friends, uh, Joe Fine. Thanks for coming here, man. Thanks for being here. So not anymore? Just a childhood best friend? No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to see you, man. Um, Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you coming here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe, you've been fucking bouncing around everywhere. You went to New Mexico for a while. And then New York City, and now you're in Boston, and I don't know why. I really don't. Um, so can you just tell me, you know? Why I move around? Yeah, dude. Like, what goes on in your head? Because I really don't know. Um, it's almost like an itch. So, you know, uh, moving around growing up, living all over the country, Indiana, Iowa, North Carolina, Rhode Island, uh, New Mexico now, New York. It's just like, I don't know something that's like tells me to move around a little bit but that's done so now i'm gonna stay in massachusetts rhode island forever it's the game plan yeah but dude like i mean you told me when you were younger you were gonna move to idaho and i cried like i remember that i do remember that yeah i like i actually cried i years. will never move to idaho though because idaho is fucking shithole dude it's not where i want to be yeah but new mexico is you know not, not where i want to be either. either yeah but what happened so you moved out to new mexico to coach football like what happened yep so i was coaching college football um, loved coaching, loved my players, loved recruiting, like the whole deal. I just didn't, I was not a good fit for the town. It has like a town square with like horses and there's like a, like there's no taxis or Ubers and like the school's bursar office takes like cash. Like it's like the 18th century. It's just, it's it, just old school shit. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, for some people it's really cool, but yeah. for me, like I want to be able to go out and have a drink and Uber home. Like, I couldn't even go out and have drinks because, like, there was no way to get home. So you're just basically in the middle of nowhere? Yep. But you liked coaching, though. Loved it. Absolutely See, loved it. I just can't wrap my head around it, dude. Like, you not being a coach, I can't. Like, it bothers me deep down. Like, just as your friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just can't see you doing anything else. It's like seeing me, like, in an office and just being like, what's wrong with him? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I always wanted to be a coach. Everybody in my family was a coach. I'm the first man to not actually coach. Mm -hmm. um, but I made the decision that I did not want to continue moving every two years. Right? Like the average coach is somewhere for one and a half to two years. Mm -hmm. And like I like the idea of having like a home base, like creating a spot where I can like be like, okay, no matter where <laughs> I'm at, what I'm doing, like I can go back there. <laughs> is there something funny in that? Oh, dude. So you have been getting me in trouble since the first day basically that we ever met right the only time that i have ever had 
a teacher call home or call my dad at his work <laughs> was because of you in science class. And I don't know yeah. if you remember the specifics. It I was think seventh you put grade. that on yourself, though. It was seventh grade science. I don't yeah, remember. Miss Jones. I remember you put that upon yourself, dude. Was it Miss Jones? Well, Miss Jones. Miss Jones was there for a while, and then she left, probably because of you. And then, uh, <laughs> then there was me. a new there was a new teacher who uh, started with an M, Mrs. Mariota, something like that. Marcus Marcus Mariota's uh, wife. No, <laughs> no. Uh, started with an M, though, dude. I remember she had some fucking knobs, dude. And, no, uh, that was okay. Miss Viola. No, no, that was different. She had a breast reduction, but uh, I never had her as a teacher. But no, I remember, dude. I remember being in science class, and I remember like you would always just shout stuff out, like that's you thought you were see, funny. Now you're misremembering, dude. I never spoke situation. in class. There yeah, was but, only like random moments no, where no, I would. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. Okay, every time that I would read, because we went around the room and people would have to read from the textbooks. Yeah. And they'd be like, all right, Joe, like you have page 27, paragraph two. And I'd start to read and I'd hear something like out of the corner, like at, like from you across the room, like just something subtle. Yeah. And I'd look over and you'd make a fucking face or something. And I would start crying, laughing. And I couldn't like go back to reading like I'd actually be unable to continue with what I was doing in class. Yeah. But, dude, you were also probably reading in like a funny voice. Like, I doubt you were reading in like a normal voice. I don't know. Because I remember, I, I remember you getting yelled at once. Uh, I remember Miss Jones yelling at you. Cause she was like, "Joe, can you just stop trying to be fucking funny, you piece of shit?" And then you like, <clears throat> you made like a a suicide joke. Like you uh, put a gun to the back of your head because I sat behind you. And then I started laughing, and I remember getting in trouble for that. But I think you put most of it upon yourself. But there were classes like academic enrichment. I remember making like teachers like legitimately cry. But that was just because, like, we would just, like, scream stuff that just didn't even make sense. Like, we weren't yelling actual words. We were just. Well, so all of that kind of ties into the reason why I kind of did probably try and be funny when I was younger was, like, the moving thing all the time. Right? Like, trying to move and make new friends, like, all over the place. Like, my way of, like, making new friends was, like, trying to make people laugh and playing sports. Like, those are the two things I did. Yeah, you were always really good at, like, socializing with people, like, uh. There were, there were like the majority of the time you would basically have to speak for me because like I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know how to read or words, so you'd be like, "This is my friend John." <laughs> a little bit of that, a little bit. No, dude, I'm serious, man. Like you, half of the friends I have are basically because of you, you know. Well, through sports too, right? Like I got like I helped to bring you along to playing football. Like I was recruiting you basically for like a while. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it was weird because like we were. I mean, you. I mean, you still are Jewish. Uh, I was fat, so we would kind of go back and forth. You know, like you would make fun of me for being fat, and then I'd be like, "You're Jewish, right?" You know what I mean? So yeah. that would we would go back and forth. But then when football came along, like I was too fat. You know, like you, you were like John. Like you have to lose weight. Yeah, you were like ten pounds over the weight limit. No, we were like, like younger, younger. I was like thirty. I think I weighed yeah, 185, was, no. 190. It, yeah, yeah it, you were 185, and the weight limit was like 165. Yeah, yeah, I lost a lot of weight, dude. Yeah. But that was like my first, uh, even like interacting with kids, like, <laughs> like I didn't even, you know, like you had to show me the way, you know what I mean? So like you were always the more sociable one, whereas I was like, it would it would have been different, though, if I like didn't know how to catch a ball, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean. Like I had 30-pound tits, but I could, you know. You could do stuff. I could, I could, uh, you know, I could make it out there. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I think I had more hand-eye coordination than most of the kids. 
How many games of one-on-one basketball do you think me and you played in the front? Probably good at Thousands. I'm a really, really sore loser, as you know, because yeah. every time you beat me, especially when I first moved here and you were actually could shoot and I couldn't play or dribble or do anything. Yeah. And uh, we would just... I just force you to keep playing until I, yeah, I, mean, I was. I, just, I didn't like you at all. <laughs> I just didn't like you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, dude, everyone has that, like, one friend that's, like, overly competitive. But, like, nowadays, no one's going to have that friend. You know what I mean? Unless they have, like, a brother, you know? Yeah. Like, people who have, like, brothers, like, they get into, like, scuffles and shit. And, I, you know, I remember doing that with you when I, like, actually tried. Most of the time, I would just let you win, though. Yeah, because I wouldn't leave until I won. Yeah. It'd be like, time to go in for dinner. Your mom would be like calling out the door and I'd be like, nope, no, no, we're in the middle of the game. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah, the only thing that kept me going was because like, I could always beat Joey at basketball. Always, yeah. I could never beat you, but I could beat Joey, so that like kept me going. Yeah, I remember just specifically rejecting Joey's shots just like over and over <laughs> again and just having so much fun with that. Yeah, dude, Joey was an easy target, though. Yeah, very fun. Dude, so you move out to New Mexico. There's literally just nothing there. I don't. I didn't hear it from you from for a while, but I mean, I assumed you were doing pretty well. How did that like? What was like the transition like? I mean, you played, you played football at Bryant's. So, like, what was? I mean, it's your last year, and you didn't play that much. You had a new coach. Like, what was that like? Um, it was uh, so going into my senior year at Bryant. Right, I was a preseason All Conference player. Uh, was ready to get going, and then new coach came in and. Uh, decided that he was going to um, basically start the program over from scratch and play a bunch of true freshmen um, and proceeded to have the two worst years in the history of the program back-to-back. So What was the, what was the record? Uh, I don't know. My senior year, I think we, we ended up like 3-3 three and three or 4-2 and two in the league, which is fine. But the year after I graduated, we, they went 2-4 and four in the league, and I think 5-6 and six overall or 6-5 and five overall. But is he still was, there? No. It was the first time in the history of the program since my dad took it over in 2004 that they'd finished below 500. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't happen there. Like, they're, they're, especially now. Like, they have a great setup. So, like, things have improved since then? Well, he left, uh, went to a new school. They proceeded to go 1-10. Uh, and then they hired a new coach who uh, was a previously a high school coach in Florida. Uh, and he's a great guy, great coach. So, m- my guess is they'll get it turned around. Really? Yeah. The worry, though, right, is recruiting too many Florida kids in the north, right, because it gets cold, and that's always a challenge for those southern guys, right? Really? We had the same issue when I was coaching at New Mexico Highlands. So we recruited kids basically from south, Cal- like southern California, junior colleges, like Texas, uh, and then we go and play in South Dakota in, like, November, and it's, like, a foot and a half of snow, mm-hmm. and our kids had never played in snow before. They yeah. actually froze. Like, they couldn't play. Really? Like, they stopped. There, there are some plays on tape where you're like, the, the, why didn't, they didn't even try and tackle. Like, they just watched. Like, they were just too cold to actually play. Damn. Would you rather, like, uh, would you rather live in Florida and come play a football in New England or live in New England and go down to Florida and, like, get accustomed to the heat, though? Playing, playing in the South after living in the North is super. That's why the Dolphins always beat the Patriots, like, once a year, right? Because the Patriots have to go down to Miami and play in that humidity and... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, dude. I went to Florida, man. I didn't like it at all. Like, well, I was in the center, like the dead center, so I wasn't near like fucking retirement homes and shit. Like, I was literally dead center in Titville, dude. Terrible, man. 
but like uh like as far as the talent goes you think there's like a lot of talent down there in florida is it like scattered or is there like a central hub where it's like these kids are nasty um florida has so many good players all over the place really um the one thing florida has that's different is speed like it's like they're I recruited Jersey my two years, and we, we took 16 kids out of Jersey. We took, like, Southern California kids, some Texas kids. And, like, you can go, like, to here and get tough kids. You can go here. Like, mm-hmm. you go to Florida to get fast kids. And it's at all different positions, right? Like, our, our fastest defensive linemen, Florida kids. Our fastest mm-hmm. receivers, Florida kids. Um, you know, people will leave their hub, you know, to go to Florida just for one thing, and that's fast. You know, going to get guys that are really, really fast. Yeah, whereas, like the midwest there's probably like some big boys yeah that's more of your like, like typical like lineman bodies tough yeah. you know like fullback tight end you know but there are other places like like pittsburgh and mm-hmm. like some spots in north jersey um they have like it's just known for like tough ohio like coal mining families mm-hmm. like like just hard-nosed like headbutt you kind of kids yeah what do you like how does it like work though recruiting like do you get a like a budget and you're like we can get this many kids or like where you were was it like we have nothing so typically you have a scholarship number mm-hmm. right and then at our level we were division two we had to split it up into partial scholarships to fill out the roster and so what we typically did was like i would go recruit newark new jersey and what we did was basically look for kids that qualified for financial aid who were also very smart and had like high GPAs and were good football players. Mm -hmm. And so if our tuition was $18,000, we'd try and split it in thirds and we'd have a third get covered by financial aid. A third would get covered from our school from academic scholarship. Mm -hmm. And that way we could only, we could put them on a third of a football scholarship and their whole schooling would be paid for. So from their perspective, it's like being on a full scholarship, but for us it was only a third of a scholarship. So we tried to do that a lot. Yeah. What do you like if you, if you're going on like a recruiting trip? Like, what do you like? Uh, like, I mean, I've like when we were younger, obviously, like I would visit Brian and like you know we would sit with your dad and stuff, and he'd be like, you know, like what do you see in this guy? Like, what do you see in this guy? Like in my head, you know, I'm thinking about like just a, like gummy bears, like you know, playing with each other. What like what was going through like your guys' heads though? Like if you're like putting on a tape like for a running back specifically, yeah. like and you're like, all right, like let's look at his footwork. Like, are you just looking at like like what like is there like a checklist or is it different for everyone uh there's a big puzzle like the football team you take 120 guys on a roster Mm -hmm. and every piece has to fit and so for example my first year coaching i was coaching running backs fullbacks tight ends and we had five running backs who all played and they all did something different and so then you know when those guys graduate you're looking at the next recruiting class you're like okay i need a guy who can replace what this person did which Mm -hmm. is why you know, some of the recruiting isn't even always necessarily like this kid's a scholarship player. He's going to be great. It's okay. This kid's really academic and he's a good kid. He's never been in trouble. Like we can get him for the scout team. Like it's super important to have enough scout team guys. So, you know, each, each kind of spot is different in what you're looking for. And so that's why it's, you know, it's not super hard to find a lot of good fits because if you find a good kid who plays good football and has good grades, like you'll find a spot for him. And then, like, um, would you say, like, it was more like um, like the offense, like, hard to understand, or was it kind of, like, like systematic? Like, didn't you have, like, an offense, like, similar to, like, the, uh, the Buccaneers? Yeah, so we, we're a pro-style offense, um, which is, like, playing with a fullback and a tight end. Um, 
the big difference is <clears throat> the way that we call plays. So like some people, like we did this at Cumberland, I think, where we would like look at the sideline and they'd give us a number and we just look at like the wristband and it'd be like play five and yeah. everyone would line up. We Everything we did was huddled. We had the ability to go no huddle, but we didn't like to do it. We would prefer to slow the game down. Hmm. But our play calls would be like, you know, on the ready, stem to strong right over, you know, flip 26 or P26 Z5 pump. You know, like a, it, it's yeah. a long play call. That sounds like a porno. Yep. Could be. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's the big thing is figuring out, helping the kids to understand like what all of it means in the mm-hmm. play call. And like, they only have to listen to like their little part. Like, yeah. If you're playing tight really? end and I said that whole thing, all you have to hear is strong, right? 26. And the rest of it doesn't even apply. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't that like most plays though? Yeah. Everybody's got like a portion of the play call that they listen to. Like the receivers yeah. always listen to the end. Uh-huh. Right, because it's like strong right P twenty six Z five pump. All the receiver needs to hear is he's the Z. He's running a five and a pump. Yeah, yeah and I was always so I wasn't that bad on offense, but defense, dude. I was like, you you were basically just like taking a Latin book and putting it right in front of me, and you were like, dude, figure the shit out, man. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Well, but we did that thing where the linebackers, when you were playing D line in high school, we'd tap you and just tell you which angle to go. Remember that we would put in that like three three five defense with Skirka. Yeah, but I remember they tried to uh, get me to play linebacker. Oh yeah, my junior year, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I think I was like, you were playing I, I, Sam, right? Yeah, I think I was trying to. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I just, I just didn't understand it at all, like whatsoever. And then you moved back to D line, and Nick Giorgio played the Sam. Yeah, I never. Yeah, defense was easy for me, but like uh, like defensive line, I mean, yeah. but linebacker, dude, bro, I was in the middle of a field just trying to find my way out. And, I, like, dude, I honestly, like, I know this sounds shitty, but, like, not knowing what you're doing out there. Like, worst feeling in the you, whole world. Dude, it's the worst feeling in the worst world. Worst feeling in the whole like, world. Like, you can have all the ability physically, but if you don't know what you're doing, dude, it's just a deer in headlights, man. It's, like, the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, we know? talk about playing fast, and it's not, we're not talking about, like, your speed, but mm-hmm. it's your ability to know what to do and process what's going on around you. Yeah. And it is impossible to play fast if you don't know what you're doing. Like, cause you're going to hesitate. Mm-hmm. Like, should I go right? Should I go left? Like what, like who, where should my eyes be? Like, if you don't know exactly what you're supposed to do, like you cannot play fast or yeah. play well. But you must have like those instinctual players too. Like who not only know what they're doing, but they know how to react fast to like yeah, surprise absolutely. situations. I don't think I'd ever be able to do that, dude. Like I'd probably just tackle someone <laughs> on offense, which is not always the worst thing to do in football. Yeah, you just, get just a, went in doubt, just, just get ejected from the game. Yeah, just go tackle somebody. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy, though. I've always wondered that stuff, man. I mean, you're always good with like, the X and O stuff, man, but, I mean, you basically, I remember you sitting me down, and you were like, all right, John, like, this is what, you know, during Colts football, you were like, dude, this is what you're going to be doing, man, like, and I was like, all right, dude, I got this, man, you know, just went out there and started fucking eating dirt, you know? Yep. But. So, we're in New Mexico, and we're going to play a football game in South Dakota, and it's we know it's going to be a snowstorm right like everybody knows it but the school mm-hmm. doesn't have a big football budget and there were some cuts and stuff so they cut our buses for the game so we had to go find buses so we got these yeah. buses out of el paso texas and the two bus drivers neither of whom spoke english and they come they pick us up and the no english part will come into play which is why i bring it up so we get to the game it starts snowing, brutal. We lose like seven to six, really demoralizing. Get on the bus. We start driving back. 
and it's a full blizzard and we're driving in Wyoming up a mountain and it's full blizzard outside and the defroster stops working on the front of the bus and the door stops closing. So now the door is flipping open on the bus wide open. We're driving down the highway. So me and the other assistant coach, Matt Clark, who's uh, at Texas Tech now, he's a terrific coach. He goes to the front of the bus and he's now wiping in front of the bus driver like the the, the window so that he can see to drive. And I'm holding the door (laughs) shut with a towel. So we go off the road, mm-hmm. right? The bus goes off the road in the middle of a blizzard in the mountains. Keep in mind, right? I'm telling you all these kids, like we recruited from Texas, California, like they don't, they have no idea what's going on. They don't have any, they don't have any warm clothes either. Yeah. Right. Like, like at division two football, we don't have big budget for like gear. Like yeah. they don't even have like long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. We go off the road and, uh, the bus behind us goes off the road and all of a sudden we're across a highway in the middle of a blizzard, the people coming from the other side of the hill, I like, can't see us. So we're going to get smoked. Like we, you can see it happening. And so we like get all the kids off the bus and realize that everyone's going to like freeze to death because no, like mm-hmm. no one has warm clothing. So we get everybody back on the bus and my dad, I'm the youngest coach on the staff. My dad's a head coach. He sends me up the mountain to find help. No cell service, middle of Wyoming Jeez, up the mountain. And you know, my dad's whistle, right? He's got that like, yeah. and like, Everyone can hear it. Yeah. So I start going up the mountain. I hear the whistle. And I've been, like, trained since I was two. Like, when you hear the whistle, like, go yeah. back. So I go back down the hill. I'm like, I was almost at the top. Like, what the heck? And one of the other assistant coaches who was, like, a Marine and, like, knows wildlife, yeah. he's like, bro, you're getting tracked by two mountain lions. Like, you have to come back to the bus. Like, you can't go back out there. You're going to get, like, eaten. Jesus. And so, like, we, we got, like, three more coaches. And then we went up as, like, a herd to the top of the hill. And like flagged a guy down and I like jumped in the car with him and drove to the next town and we had to like rent out the two hotels and get towed up there. It was, you think you could take on a mountain lion? Like if your life depended on it, like you're up there by yourself, he's like, yo, you're getting tracked and then you just see it. Like, would you just run or would you be like, I'm going to take this thing, (laughs) take this thing on. I think that most animals, including humans, if they can't see, they have big problems in a fight. Yeah. So I always feel like, not necessarily that I could win, yeah. but if I could just get to the eyes, I could create some problems. Yeah, just a little eye poke. I, not a little. Like, it's the eyeball's <laughs> coming out. Yeah. Just, but, you know, if it can't see, it makes mm-hmm. it a lot harder to fight. Yeah, man, I wouldn't fuck with, uh, <clears throat> I don't think I'd fuck with it, man. I've always, I think about that a lot. Like, if I was uh, about to get, like, like, attacked by a gorilla or something, I would just try to stay calm. Because I feel like they sense your fear. So if you're just if you're just not scared, like you might stand a chance. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you'd be <laughs> gorilla. Gorilla's a different gorilla's very different. No, you're really not gonna get away with the gorilla. Because yeah. they're smart too. That's yeah, the issue. Yeah, but like would you be like why would you even try to fight it, dude? Like, I, I, why would you even try to run, dude? I would just be like, I mean, this is it, man. Fuck it. Like, let's just take it in the ass. Have you seen the video of the gorilla dragging the child like through the water at the zoo? Oh, Harambe? Yes. Yeah, I saw that video hit, for like the first time like a week ago. Yeah, he didn't kill it though, did he? He definitely didn't kill it. I baby. don't think he killed it. No. no, I think they got it. Yeah. See, I never knew what the whole Harambe thing was about. Yeah, the baby got into the cage and the gorilla took it. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. And then I, I didn't saw see the, the actual video. Time. I heard about it. It was like a big thing, dude. Like it was huge. Bro, it drugged the baby so fast. It was like, yeah, and you're like, oh my God. Dude, I love that shit, man. Like Planet Earth and stuff. If you see those gorillas, bro, yeah. there's just something about a gorilla that's like legitimately hilarious. Like well, if, if if I was face to face with a gorilla, dude, that'd be must watch television, dude. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I've never been like out out there you know what i'm saying like wyoming or anything i had a colleague who lived in wyoming and he was like yeah man like i just wanted to get the fuck out just because like there's nothing to do you know yeah. so like when there's nothing to do obviously you're gonna see some weird shit man similar to like florida like if you're out in the middle of nowhere dude you're gonna see some shit and just be like i gotta go yeah so when they went and towed the the, the buses i got in the cop car because there were like a bunch of cops and everything yeah and so they put me in like the back of the cop car and so it was just me and, and it wasn't like a like when I say the next town, it was like 35 minutes down the road. It was not like right there. Yeah. And so they're like towing us to the next town. And I'm in the back at this cop car and they're like, yeah. And I was like, so what do people do around here? And he was like, well, we used to have a zoo. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. He was like, but it wasn't like, like a super popular zoo. It was like a little yeah. zoo. And apparently they've had like a bunch of like livestock be mm-hmm. killed in the last few years because in their zoo, which wasn't like properly staffed, they had like a Siberian tiger escape and like, it's out, it's out there right now. It's literally like (laughs) in Wyoming, like hunting down and killing things. Jesus Christ. dude! (laughs) And so I was like, and this was like the first thing this guy said to me. And I was like, Oh, I'm never coming back here ever. I mean, dude, that's like the, uh, that's like the Everglades in Florida though. Yeah. Think about the shit they dump in there, dude. I always think about like, dude, imagine going up in a chopper like me and you. And dude, like you have no idea what's going on. Like I'm just like, yeah, man. Like we're you know we're going on a business trip or whatever, and I just drop you in the middle of the Everglades. Big problems. Yeah. Like what are you gonna do? I have no shot. Yeah, I'm no not shot a wilderness guy. I don't like bugs. You're about to get, dude. You're about to get <laughs> messed up by an anaconda. Yeah. But uh, just think about or it. Or like, a crocodile. People, dude, people have pets down there, and they're just like, yeah, like I don't want this anymore. Like, they just feed it to the yeah. to the wilderness. They and just I'm pretty, throw it I think out it's there. illegal, but they just do it at night, probably. They must have like park rangers over there, like whose job is to like save animals from being eaten by the bigger animals. Yeah, like yeah, but I mean, realistically, like someone could easily just drive down. Like, think about how big the Everglades is, dude. Yeah, it's in people's backyards, man. Not for me, dude. I was I was down there for my brother's wedding, and we were in uh, Titville, uh, Titusville. I don't know what it's called, Titusville. I just called it Titusville, yep. Titsville. And uh, dude, I was on the beach, uh, Cocoa Beach. Which is like supposedly like a really nice beach, and like uh, I remember I saw this like naked woman, and I was just like, not upset about it, like at all, dude. And uh, dude, she was like taking pictures of herself naked, and I'm like with my family, dude. So I'm like, okay, like is this just like normal around here? And like she was literally, dude. Like they had, uh, they had like bars on the beach, so like you could walk out onto the patio, have a drink, you know, like have a few beers, have a good time, dude. This lady's legitimately ass naked, like bending over and stuff. Like I'm with my family, and she's like taking pictures, dude. She was taking pictures in front of like a bunch of people, and people were just straight face, like not even phased, dude. I was like, but like going into that, like I wouldn't have thought about that. Is it a nude beach? I don't know. I mean, I hope I would assume so. I didn't see that many. I didn't see anyone else that was naked except for her. But I think it's just like, I think it's the environment there where they're just like, there's so much crazy shit that goes on that they don't want to fuck with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're not going to walk <laughs> up to her and ask West, questions. They just yeah. let it go. And then, dude, I met some other guy who was like, yeah, man, like, there's n- there's like nothing to do around here. We just like shoot propane tanks in the little fields, which is like, I mean, that's cool, man. But it's like. Around here, if you said that to someone, they'd be like, okay, like... Uh, you need to be put Yeah, you need to be apprehended. Yeah, like, something has to happen. Yeah, I mean, that would be fucking awesome, though, dude. I mean, uh, watching that, I don't think I would partake in that. But, like, seeing that happen, I'd be like, it's pretty cool, man, you know? 
it's like it's Hickville though, as my brother said. He's like it's literally just Hickville in the middle of Florida, man. Yeah, and it, it is, dude. Like it's like scary. But uh, I don't know. I, I know people who like you know like retire down there, but that's towards like Fort Lauderdale and stuff, and that's like the nicer area where everyone's just like retired and golfs. But like in the middle, man, like the shit that goes down. It's just like, like I would have never thought about that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing naked women, but like, I would have never even like, considering the things that I think about, I would have never even guessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about some weird things, but like, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, I might see like a naked woman today, like just bending over in front of a restaurant with your family. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man, that's that's. I mean, nobody really knows where you went, dude. Like you just, I mean, you at Bryant, dude. Like we never hung out like that much. I was doing my own thing. I'm not sure what I was doing, but I was doing something. Uh, didn't see you for a while, and then you just went right to New Mexico. Didn't see you for a while again, and then now you're back, dude. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, you know, same kind of thing, right? Going from high school to college, especially mm-hmm. when I went to go play for my dad, was like I had to like prove myself like a big part of it was like i'm not just here because my dad's the coach like i'm here because i can play Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna be one of the guys like i'm not gonna be the guy who like tells the coaches what happened on the weekend you know and so i had to go over the top and do like a lot of like stuff to like form relationships with the guys on the team like the older guys to prove that like i wasn't you know a rat yeah so it took up you know took a lot of time to get that how long how how long like what, what was like your proving point uh, athletically, the the moment that I felt like I belonged was we went to go play the number one team in the country, Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. at Coastal. Did you score a touchdown that game? Uh, no, the next year I did against Coastal. But So this was the first time we played them. They were number one in the country. There were 85 scholarships. We were like 22, yeah. which is you know, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And right before the half, we're down 14-7. to seven, And the, the starting fullback, who's ahead of me named Hunter, uh, he had a, like equipment malfunction and I went in for the last drive of the half and we ran power right behind me for like the whole length of the drive. Like I didn't get the ball. Like I didn't, like I just blocked. Yeah. Um, but then we scored right before the half to tie it up against the number one team in the country. And like I had played the whole drive for the first time and I was like, okay, I can, like I can do this. If this is the number one team in the country and I can block some of these guys, like I'll be okay. Yeah. That would have been funny though. <laughs> oh, I got blown up though. Oh, really? So my second snap, we ran ISO. And for those of you who don't know, ISO is basically just like if me and John ran at each other with our heads as hard as we could from 20 yards apart. And the guy playing middle linebacker for them played in the NFL. And he was this fifth-year senior. He got to be 240 pounds. And (laughs) I'm a sophomore. I'm about 215 pounds. And I've uh, dislocated my shoulder six times already that year. So I'm in a shoulder sling the whole nine yards. And we run ISO. This man hit me so hard. He broke my helmet. My chin strap came off. I couldn't see. My mouthpiece went flying. Yeah. The running back got like 25 yards. It was crazy. But so the, the first fullback was out of the game. So I was in. And so there was no other fullback on the trip. Mm-hmm. So like I, I ran to the sideline and there was like one of the like defensive players was watching. I like took his helmet, like took his mouthpiece and like ran back in the game with the helmet, like sliding and like played the rest of the drive with that guy's helmet. Really? Yeah. You think you have CTE or like? Oh, yeah. Probably. Like for guaranteed. Sure. So... Do you do anything to, like, prevent it, or are you just accepting it? I mean, look, by like, statistically, if you're looking at fullbacks, like, by the ages of, like, 60 or 70, yeah. like, I'm, cl- I'm going to have some memory issues, especially because the way I played, 
right? I was never like the fastest or the strongest or the most athletic. Like the only thing I had two things that helped me play sports. One was, you know, my ability to understand like concepts and like see angles and stuff like mentally I could play the game, but then I have a really, really hard head and I headbutted everyone. I'm sure you remember like some, some high school stuff. Like I, yeah. I just used my head all the time. My head was harder than most other people's. Yeah. And so I used it and that's yeah. the way I got by. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's unfortunate, but I mean, you might want to do something about it. You know what I mean? Like maybe I wouldn't trade any, any of my eight years of high school or college football for the world. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, as you get older, maybe just like do a riddle in the morning or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably got to do something, I guess. I don't know. I've kind Dude. of embraced it. Yeah, man, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty serious stuff, man. That's, uh, I mean, I don't even know, man. Like, uh, I'm thinking about like all the stupid shit we used to do, but, uh, I just kind of wanted to get the serious stuff out of the way. Cause I did, I did actually have some questions, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm being serious, but like, I really did have, uh, some serious questions, um, that I'm sure like everyone wanted to know, man, you know? Cause like when everyone sees you, they're like, yeah, the, ki- the kid's a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I disappeared? Dude, nobody knows, like, nobody knows. I mean, people know we grew up together, but they don't know, like, you know, uh, like, our relationship, dude. Yeah. Like, dude, there was a there was a point in time where, like, we were uh, we were speaking, like, a different language. Like That's true. When we saw Borat, dude, we literally spoke, That's like, true. Borat for, like, a legitimate year. Maybe more. And we didn't even, like, realize it, dude. So, like, we had, uh, we had some serious problems going on, you know. But, like, nobody, like people see you or me like you know they don't like they don't know that stuff you know what i mean but uh yeah no i i tend to when i do something like like overdo it a little bit you know like if i commit to doing something like i'll do it more than i probably should like if i'm coaching college football like when i was out there i was coaching the running backs the fullbacks the tight ends then i was the special teams coordinator then I was like the liaison to financial aid and admissions and I tutored the players and I did the scheduling. Like all of a sudden I was doing like 13 jobs. I was mm-hmm. working 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, Monday through Sunday. Yeah. And so like I really like that doesn't give you a lot of time to like maintain relationships, you know, especially across the country. Yeah, no, we, we had a heartbreak for a while, but I mean, we, we were like opposite people, you know what I mean? Like you were like very disciplined and whatnot and I like need someone to discipline me or I'm just going to like be like farting and smelling it you know what i mean yep it's a rough it's a rough life out there man you know so um but that's why that's the only i mean that's not the only reason i missed you but it was like you helped me like you know realize like i can scream vagina you know maybe once or twice a week but every day a little much (laughs) (laughs) so like uh yeah man I, i i always needed you to like you know just be like john like these are human beings okay you got to like prove to them that you speak you know what i'm saying so it was always nice to have you there man but at the same time like i'm just saying you know people people don't know you know like we used to fucking (laughs) (laughs) dude we used to tear shit up man i know we uh, we did everything together for years yeah dude everything from sweet 16s at mccourt which was brutal brutal i'm like i'm really happy though you invited me to your bar mitzvah like i really i think about that a lot i'm like i'm really like when i think about it i'm like dude that really that means a lot that like you would actually take that risk i barely remember my bar mitzvah really 
barely. Oh, dude, you were like, you were like, yeah, man, like I don't know if I can have you there. Like I'm just gonna laugh when I'm singing. Yeah, the song. yeah, no, 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 because I'm on stage reading from the Torah, and if it's anything like science class, like I'm just gonna start laughing. But yeah. then I looked at my grandfather, and he was like stone faced. Like, really? And I was, was like, like, you better okay. fucking get this. Like, yeah. if there's one day for a Jew to figure it out, yeah. it's the bar mitzvah day. Yeah, dude, that right? was that was big, man. I could feel the tension. I was like, dude. Well, I was reading. So first of all, for those of you that don't know Hebrew, right, it reads right to left on the book, right? So it doesn't read like normal. Yeah. And it's in a different language. And for those of you who don't know, when you read from the Torah, they leave the vowels out. So it's like if imagine you're reading English and there are no vowels in the words. I don't, you even, just know, have to, I don't even know English vowels. You so. just have to figure out like what the word is without the vowels. So it's really, really memorization. You have to memorize the entire thing and then just like <laughs> basically follow along. On the paper, <laughs> it was one of the hardest things I ever did. No question, uh, dude. I remember that day, and like, uh, there's like two times, uh, there's two moments in my life. I remember like someone seeing me walk in the building and be like, "This kid should not be here right now." One was at church when I walked in. I saw a mutual friend of mine, and he was like, "You need to be escorted out of here, dude. <laughs> like, you don't belong." Ah, uh, dude, because we uh. I went to church with my girlfriend at the time. She was like, "Yeah, like you know, you should uh, you should come to church with us. Like, we'll really get to know what each other." What age was this? This was uh, freshman year of high school. I had a girlfriend. Uh, I'm not gonna say who, but she was like, hey, "You know, I'm going to church today. Like, I'd really appreciate like if you came." <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, you know, like I don't belong there, but you know, I'll go." She was like, "Yeah, like uh, she was like my dad, you know, and I will, will pick you up." And uh, so they pick me up, dude. We go into this. We go into the fucking church and shit. Uh, <laughs> So we're like, uh, this guy is fucking talking gibberish, bro. Like, I swear to God, like I've, I had, I had a priest, man. And he was just like saying unreal shit. I was like, I need to fucking push through this right now, man. I see someone I know, right. He looks at me and he just shakes his head. He's like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, get out. Like he knows everyone. And, uh, so like my girlfriend's like, all right, John, like it's, you know, it's time to pray. Like, you know, sit, like kneel on the pews. And I was like, did you say pubes? <laughs> and that just, uh, that That's did it, it man. Yeah, that, that cemented my legacy forever. It, it's a it's a rough life, man. There's a line, and it's not very far when you enter those kind of places, and you just mm -hmm. you jumped across it immediately. Yeah, dude, we used to have this deaf guy at my church. Went to Calvin Presbyterian Church, dude. There was a deaf guy, and he would legit try to sing. And that's that can be dude, distracting. it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Dude, he would be singing. <laughs> He would just start singing randomly, dude, and his wife would have to, like, beat the shit out of him, dude. Like, they would do this thing where, like, if someone died, like, you could raise your hand and be like, yep. I pay my respects to Phil. He was a great janitor. Yep. And, like, <laughs> like, dude, when they would do that, like, he would just start singing. <laughs> so, it's not that funny, but to me, that's, like, really fucking funny, man. You know? Uh, yeah. Dude, you remember, uh, like, before high school games, we would have to, like, amp everyone up? I mean, you would. What was it that we would have to read? It was like, uh, "Dear Lord, the bowels will go through life. We ask for a chance is fair." Whatever that is. Yeah, I remember, dude. There was a stone. Which is, I think, it's like a, is it like it's like a Christian Bible thing, right? Yeah, something like that. And they were like, "Let's have the Jewish kid read that." And yeah. I was like, All right, cool. So that was that was already funny enough. <laughs> but dude, we were in like a playoff game. And like, I think uh, yeah, Skirko was like watching us like do the prayer. He was like, "All right, everyone, be engaged and shit. Like, say the words so you don't look like a fucking idiot." And, like, at the end, like, what did you, what would we yell? We'd be like, day by day, 
we get better and better so we can't be beat won't be beat, <laughs> and we all go crazy and then we run on the field dude some uh some kid was like wicked high and he uh he said the same thing like six times <laughs> he like he fucked up <laughs> he fucked up the whole prayer <laughs> like when you were saying like we get better and better he was like day by day <laughs> Uh, I was laughing my ass off in the back. I would always just, like, kneel in the back just to, like, watch. But that was funny, man. Just because you're, like, I mean, you are George, which makes it funny. But, like, that made it uh, that made it even funnier, man. Dude, I was at the uh, I was at the golf course where I broke your window. Um, oh, my God. Dude, I was there a few days ago. Oh, my God. That so, was a brutal weekend. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, you invited me to, uh, you know, a shindig. Yep. Uh when was this though? I can't remember. This was it had to be my last couple of years of college. So Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so we were both still in college. Um you were like, "Hey, my dad's out of town, like I'm throwing a party." You know, you invite me, I don't know why. Uh There was like some, you know, there was a lot of women there. Like a lot a lot of hot chicks. Yeah. There uh, was like yeah. a good there was a good amount of hot chicks, dude. Like there was like a, a good chance I could have gotten laid that night. And uh dude, I remember th- those of you who don't know, like, you know, your dad's out of town, you're having a party, there's hot chicks dancing on the dance floor. For some reason someone asked me to go outside oh and gosh. someone threw a bottle and they were like laughing about it and then I was like, dude, watch this. I just get I get these flashbacks from my childhood and I'm like, dude, you're about to crush it. Yep. So I take a, a legitimate like empty bottle of vodka. <laughs> and honestly, dude, I was aiming for your neighbor's house and uh I just I mishandled it and it went right through your window, man. It's actually better that it didn't go into yeah, my neighbor's that's what house. I'm thinking, dude. But I don't know if I've ever been more shocked in my life than that next morning cuz you were already gone. So whenever yeah. I got up I don't know if you left the night before. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I went upstairs. I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning with, like, two or three of my roommates from college. And we go outside. And I, we're assessing the damage of the night, right? Like, downstairs, like, cleaning up the floor, like, cleaning the tables, like, making yeah. sure it looks like I didn't throw a party. And I walk outside, and there's glass on the ground. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I, like, look, but it's, like, a double-paned window. So you broke, yeah. like, one pane. And so, like, the other pane was still there. It was cracked, but it was there. And I was like, well, this is weird. And I realized that the entire front window had exploded. And I was just like, oh. And it was a big window, bro. It was like $800. Yeah, that was my whole, like, summer salary put towards that. Yeah. That was really, uh, that was terrible, man. Great party, though. I made no money that summer because I had to put it all towards that. Great party. But, dude, I'm saying I was there the other day golfing. And the guy I was golfing with, dude, we're on the last hole, <clears throat> and all of the houses surround the golf course. Yeah. So he hits a fucking stinger at a, like the landscaper who's landscaping, you know, the backyard of someone's whatever. Are they like, are they condos? Condos, yeah. Yeah, so they're condos, dude. This guy's just weed whacking. He's got his music in, dude. It nails him right in the leg, like the golf ball. <clears throat> and we're like, holy shit! Like, I wonder if his leg's broken, dude. It broke his phone inside of his pants. So we go over and we're like, dude, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And he takes out his phone. It's like completely shattered. And the guy didn't even speak English. Like, he was like, no say, no say. And we were like, oh, shit, man. Like, what do, like, what do we do? And he was like, he, so he calls his boss. His boss come down 
and uh dude the next door neighbor was like a karen she comes out on her deck she's like you know you guys are gonna have to like pay for that right like you just broke his phone and we were like fuck off karen like what are you what are you doing here you know like she had nothing to do with it dude and uh yeah i guess like the golf course like that's what i was thinking about i was like dude if, if we could go back in time we could just say like a golf ball hit the window and then i wouldn't have had to pay because like we went through all the options. Yeah, I know. I'm we just went through all the but options. But dude, if you you could fucking rip a golf ball through a window there and like the the golf course will cover it. But if you damage personal property, that's when they're like, "Okay, like we can't cover that," which is crazy. Like they won't cover the phone. So like he has to pay for it. Yeah. But maybe the moral of that story is to stay near golf courses once your phone's already broken and then pretend that you got hit and then try and get a new phone out of it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if his phone is like already broken. But right. You could clearly see right. the weld. Like, oh, okay. Like you could see the shape of the golf ball. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know how that works. That's kind of crazy. That it doesn't cover it, though. I mean, think about it, dude. I could just take a driver and just rip one through someone's window and be fine. But like, I break a phone, and it's like, yeah, we can't cover that. You know. So. It just made me think, dude, you know, it brought back some memories of that story. Like, I, I wish we could go back. I'd just be like, dude, it must have been a golf ball. Well, you have a really long history of throwing things at yeah, houses <laughs> and moving vehicles and yeah. Yeah, man. snowballs in particular. That was like a, a pastime. We did that a lot. Mostly you throwing, me running, because I was really scared. Yeah, man. Really sorry. Yeah, I really didn't. But I wanted to be there, and I definitely wanted to run. Yeah, because that was fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't take back, you know, football. I wouldn't take back anything that I did when I was younger yep. in terms of like throwing acorns in houses. Like, it's really shaped me into the man I am today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least it wasn't like damaging stuff. You know, like acorns don't do anything; it just made a loud noise. I mean, we did damage a lot of things, but no, not a lot of things. But there was, I mean, for for instance, that window, like, that was hilarious. Like, it was terrible. Like. But it was so funny, like, calling you the next day. <clears throat> Dude, I was on my... Uh, well, no, no, no. Because I had to do a search to figure out who did it. Like, you didn't call me right away in the morning. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're not Sherlock Holmes. Like, <laughs> anyone in their right mind would have been like, yeah, that was John. Well, originally I somebody... I did have people cheering me on, though. I know who those people were. Of, dude, there was a lot of peer pressure involved. Like, people were like, fucking nail it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, man, like, if... Uh, dude... I can't even imagine if I hit your neighbor's window and broke it. That would have been a problem. That would have been a huge that problem, been a problem, dude. I would have had to flee the country, probably. That would have been a problem. Like that would have uh, that would have gotten taken to court or something, dude. Yeah. Like it still would have been hilarious at the moment in time, but dude, thank God it was your window, man. Yeah. I did pay for it though, dude. So. I'm not gonna say thank you because fuck off, but you Just know. saying, dude, I didn't fucking pay for it. <sighs> dude, so you're telling me that this <clears throat> this hinge app is, is it gonna work for me? Hinge is by far the best dating app ever. Because, I mean, so far, dude, I matched with one chick uh, who was a guy. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of, like, uh, a lot of transgenders, which is, you know, that's cool, man. But obviously not what, uh, like, if I had a filter, that's not really what it would be set on. Yeah. You know, like, if it was, like, blonde, Asian, trans, I wouldn't be, like, trans. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the issues, and it's not an issue, but one of the things that I've had with Hinge is, a, and I, it was more of, like, a New Mexico, New York thing. 
Um, but, uh, like, when I initially signed up, like, it hacks for your religion, and I put in Jewish. Yeah. And I swear, this thing only, like, shows me pictures of Jewish girls now. Like, I don't see anything other than Jewish girls now. How do you know they're Jewish, though? Do they have it a mustache? It says right in their profile. And... <laughs> It's just like right there. It's like five foot four, likes to drink, Jewish. I'm like, well. I Would you say a lot of like Jewish women just don't shave? <laughs> like, is there a lot of bushes or is that just a myth? Because I've heard from some uh, some reliable sources, dude, that. Uh... Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I so I have n never actually dated a Jewish girl. Really? In my entire life. Does your family, like, want you to? Uh, I think so. It makes it easier, like, for marriage stuff, right? So, yeah. like, I, I have to have, like, sons because I'm the last fine, right? There's, no, there's yeah. nothing after me. And then they have to, like, they're going to be Jewish. Mm -hmm. So if the woman that I marry is another religion, like, they have to convert the kids at birth because the religion automatically goes to the mother. So, like, if she has the kids, like, it, they're Christian, and then I have to convert them to Judaism, whereas oh, if I just married, like, a Jewish girl. Is there, like, a lot of paperwork involved in that, or is it just pretty uh, straightforward? It's like, a, it's like a thing. It's similar to, like, a christening, you know. Okay. Not, like, a big deal. You're just a dunking. You just <coughs> half drown the baby for a little bit. and then Really? Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, man, I, uh, when I created the profile, like, you have, like, the, uh, prompts or whatever. Yep. And, uh. I was just completely, like, I can show you afterwards, but it's just, like, 100% me. Yeah. Like, there's no altering of the image, just, like, <clears throat> like, one of the, one of the, uh, you can put videos on there. I put, a uh, one video is of me spilling yogurt on myself, and then the other one's, uh, me saying, uh, like, a joke at a comedy show, which happens to, uh, <laughs> do with, uh, like, shitting yourself. So, I mean, dude, <laughs> you know. It, it's it's just whatever you want to portray, like, you just have to accept the consequences of that. Yeah, man, it depends what type of mood I'm in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, <clears throat> I used to do that with Tinder, I would switch it up a lot, you know? It'd either be, like, shirtless pick or, like, just straight John Psyche, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Very, uh, because I don't want to, I don't want to scare anyone, you know what I mean? I don't want to put up a shirtless pick and then meet up with a chick and then she finds out, you know, at a fucking Asian grill that I'm, like, borderline, you know, retarded. Like, that would, that's not going to be fun for it's her. probably better, though. You think so? Probably. Just to make that first step? Yeah, it's... it's. It, if you just throw your whole personality out there, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot for someone to take in, especially that doesn't know you. You have to, like, gradually, like, be like, okay, so the first day I'm normal, then the second day, like, I may shit myself, and then the third day, it's like... That's kind of quick, though. I dude. can't really... Like, yeah, you know, it's gradual. So you think it's overwhelming for them to see? Yeah, it just no like question. Right <laughs> no question. If if I'm looking at someone's profile and the second or third thing I see is them, like, with yogurt spilled down their shirt, bro, <laughs> like, I'm not going to like that really? personally. Damn, dude. I got to switch it up then. I got to find some more pictures, man. I don't have a lot of pictures of me. Just yeah, like, that's a big problem I have. Yeah. I don't you have, have like, to, any pictures. Dude, you have to film the whole thing. And it's like, I don't have that many pictures of me just smiling, like, awkwardly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, all of my all of my stuff is just videos that have to do with farts, confusion, all that, dude. So, I mean, you know, I might take a camera out to, like, uh, like an orchard or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, like, off the grid with social media. Like, I think I have, like, four Instagram posts in, like, three years. And, really? like, I never tweet. I never post on Facebook ever. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm not that. I would say, like, once or twice a month. But it's always, like, straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no uh, there's no riddle to be solved. It's kind of just, like. Like, I remember when. uh. I remember when you bought, like, you brought some of your friends from Bryant to one of my comedy shows, and you were yeah. like, you were like, this is my friend John, and I was like, how you doing? And they were, like, very, like, serious, like, you could tell, like, they went to Bryant. And I remember going up on stage, and uh, I remember yelling at the top of my lungs, sometimes when I shit, I come. Yep. And you were the only one who laughed. I wasn't just laughing, I almost had to leave. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> crying. Yeah. Couldn't recover. Yeah, do you know how hard it was for me to finish my set? Like, just hearing you laugh? I couldn't stop laughing. Because <clears throat> I yelled it and, like... I think I brought like, my girlfriend, too, at the time. Yeah, and then there was, like, a bunch of our other friends. And I remember... Yeah. I remember yelling that, and then I looked at you because you, like, squealed laughing, but you were the only one. So there was, like, a bunch of old people who, like, dropped food on their plate and, like, almost had a seizure. And then there was you who was just laughing. And I remember, like, just seeing the rest of your friends just, like... Like, I've never seen a group of people so confused in their life. And, like, seeing that, dude, made me so proud of myself. Why? <laughs> just, so, like, just for, like, being me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in situations, like, I know it's hard for you to understand. Like, it's, al- it's always been hard for people to understand. But, like, being surrounded by people who you don't know and then just being yourself and just accepting whatever the consequences are. Honestly, just seeing people confused in general, like, really just provides me with a sense of satisfaction. Like, dude, if I was on a date with a girl, and we were at, like, Chili's or something, and, uh, you know, I was all dressed up and stuff, (laughs) like, she didn't really know who I was. (laughs) Imagine that, dude, right? We're at Chili's, dude. We're getting a two for 20, dude. I'm looking fucking ferocious, dude. Like, I'm feeling dangerous. Yep. And she's good-looking, dude. We met on Hinge or whatever. Okay. I fucking hook her up with a two for 20, dude. And I just get, like, a fucking flatbread pizza, dude. (laughs) Imagine, like, she's telling me about, like, uh, like how she's a liberal and she likes to go to the library. (laughs) And, like, reading stuff. And I just take that fucking pizza, dude. Walk up to the people next to us. <laughs> and just fucking slap them in the face, dude. And just leave. Dude, do you know how fucking... Do you know how funny that would be to me? Like, I would just go out into my car, dude, and laugh. And just, like, be fine with moving on with my life. That's... I could never do that. I mean, that's... Like, I remember doing the comedy show at Brian. Like, there was a... That was hilarious. And everybody loved you. Yeah, but, dude, there was, like, some lesbian chick you were talking to beforehand. Like, I think you were in, like, an orgy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We'll cut that out, dude. Uh, But she, like, knew you from school. It's just jokes, man. No, no, no. No, you're good. Yeah, like, she knew you from school or something. And uh, you were, like, trying to, like, explain to her that I was there to, like, do a comedy show. And, like, she didn't, like... uh, because I wasn't saying anything. So, like, you had to speak for me. So she was like, oh, like, does he? <laughs> like, dude, that's, like, the story of our life. Like, uh, there's been so many situations where, like, people have to, like, be like, is he, uh... <laughs> uh you've always done a good job of being like yeah yeah like he uh he you know he speaks 
Dude, you should have seen when I played college baseball, like, and I was trying out. Like, dude, they thought I was literally going to take out, like, an AK-47 and just start lighting up the grass, dude. <clears throat> like, Greg had to be like, no, no, like, he he farts, dude. Like, he knows what's up. Like, that's been, like, my whole life. Like, people have been like, you know, like, just give him the right environment, dude. He'll, uh, he'll make it happen. All right, dude, you want to wrap it up? Sure. Man, I, I really appreciate you coming, man. Like this was fun. Like I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you're here, man. Like you're not that far away, but I'm happy you're in Boston now. For anyone who wants to know, Joe's in Boston. So if you want to, you know, sniff his uh, little butthole, that's where he's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> no, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully I can be a. I'll come back. Do this again. Uh, at some yeah, point and hopefully, down the line. dude. Hopefully, we can take on the world together out in Boston, dude. Yep. I'll, dude, we'll, I'll be banging some fatties, dude. You'll find some Jewish women, dude. We'll fucking kill it out there. Yeah, man.